we need to be a bit more objective looking at this. Yeah, like, I understand this, yeah. but let's let's explore this as well, and then let's look at the holistic picture. We 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 pick and choose kind of sometimes when stuff's doing. That's probably what I'm doing here right now, which is probably ethically wrong, I guess. Um, and I think but that's very self-aware of you as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is good for you to point out, and Thank that's you. healthy as well. I'll make sure I add that onto the clip. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the trainer at the start. <laughs> Yo, it's Chat Suits and Ties. I'm Mr. B, aka Mr. B Spoke, and I'm joined by Easier. Mo Pally. And we are joined by a very special cast for a very special occasion. He goes by the name of Zishan Ali. Some of you might know him as Smarter Janna. Introduce yourself. Oh, okay. oh thank you. <laughs> so I'm a YouTuber called uh, Smarter Janna. I make videos that are politically, socially themed with an Islamic backdrop, um, done in a kind of uh, humor, light-hearted way. So quite similar to what you guys do, I guess. But, Trying uh, to do it. Yeah, well, that's a, that's You're a, that's doing a, that's it. A, yeah, that's a great compliment. That is a great compliment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's, that's what's needed nowadays, isn't it? I mean, something that takes what's going on yep. and then presenting it in a more palatable sort of way. Um, so yeah, that's the way it is, I guess. I, yeah, just because as you say that, I just think straight away off the bat, like, how do you deal with, because um, you paint things in a lighthearted way and you have a particular f uh, fan base and following, like, how do you deal with the pe people that criticise you and say, oh, you're, um, what's the best way to put it? Like, I'm making a mockery Yeah, making a something. mockery or you're, you're being mm. insensitive. Like, how, how do you say you, like, you deal with that? M Malcolm, <laughs> the thing is, they say that about everybody. Mm. Yeah. Che Guevara is a homophobe. Martin Luther King had issues. Yeah. Malcolm X was too aggressive. Yeah. When it comes to Gandhi, he was, you know, like very... Why was he married to somebody under, under the age of 16? Um, now with Roald Dahl, they've got issues with him. They're taking yeah. stuff out of his book. Look, that's going to happen whether you like it or not. And if it, if it comes down to... Because there's criticism now, suddenly that affects me. Look, if the criticism is justified, yeah. that's good. I'm, I'm actually helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like rather than paying somebody to go through my stuff, people are giving me that analysis for free. Mm. Normally, companies have to hire people to find out, you know, what what people think. Hey, I'm getting it for free, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I just have to filter it. This is justified. That's unjustified, and then you know you have to have a thick skin, otherwise. You don't get anything done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, you might say you got fixed skins? I, I clearly don't. <laughs> I clearly These don't. two have had a bit of backlash recently, just to kind of give you an update on the recent or two videos that we've had posted and the comments. Apparently, it's my fault because I, I, yeah, I, it's 100% I it, your fault. But it was what they said and the public. That you edited. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we do an hour episode and trying to cut out a segment of it for so short, they think that I'm trying to put them under the bus. And What was the topic? <laughs> The very first episode, I said it, my biggest fear is to be misinterpreted or yeah. taken out of context. And that exactly happened. <laughs> we were talking about uh, culture and getting married to someone that obviously people deem here underage. And I was comparing mindset of a 16-year-old from, let's say, a non-Western country to a 25-year-old girl, woman here. And I just got so much. Check his hard drive. <laughs> Did this guy really say that? 
what a creep, da-da. and it was just like, what did I say? I, ne- I never... You're comparing 16 to 25-year-olds? Yeah, in terms of mentality, in terms of... Uh, yeah. Location of living as well, though. Like yeah. basically the and hardships of I never mentioned sexual intercourse, any of that. And you were taking it was the historical context as well. No, no I was just I was times. I was uh, in that context, I was talking about someone that I knew that okay. went back home and married someone uh who was 16 at the time and he was about 29, 30. Interesting. And if you asked the younger me, I would have been like, Oh, that's a no no. Whereas now I was just like her family have uh don't see anything wrong with it. She doesn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. The community they're from doesn't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. What makes someone else that lives here say it's wrong so that it's justified so we have to listen to what they say. Um, the age of consent, for example, to have sex here is 16. Yep. So that's fine. But getting married is a, is a, doesn't make sense. Uh, that's, that's the argument I was trying to present to him. Um, and that, that was it, really. And then, yeah, just off. put me on a stage. I mean, it got, us, it, got, it got us views and followers. There was a lot of support as well, don't get me wrong. But I think, that, like you said, people a lot just want to... You have to look at what's justified. And mm. your, your argument does seem like it's got credence to it. Mm. Maybe it might have been how you would have put it forward and stuff like that. But th- that's an example of, you know what, don't take it to heart sort of thing. Mm. Mm. It, that, that's easier said than done, <laughs> but it comes with experience. Yeah. The more you're doing the show... More real topics you'll get into, bro. Yeah, you'll have to weigh it up. Mm. Either you try to please everybody, you still won't be successful, but you don't talk about the things that actually matter, or you talk about the things that actually matter, piss people off, but actually create or cause some sort of change. You have to decide what camp you're going to be in. What hurt me the most is <laughs> a lot of these comments I was looking at. You're reading the comments. A lot of them were coming from a background where I, like, you see that stuff still happening in their community or country or whatever. So, and they're the ones that were coming at me. So it was just like, I thought out of all people, you'd have more understanding what I'm saying than, than someone that's from England. or. But bear in mind, we live in a time of sheep. It's mm. a very yeah. sheepish that's, mentality. That's whatever comes on the news majority of the people will go with that. Mm. It's just the way people are. Like, as soon as we're put in the schooling system, where we're like, you've seen those little images where you've got these light bulbs on the head of kids mm. and then there's a machine that's just popping them. <laughs> it's just yeah. popping them. That's what makes you ready for school. Uh, we'll tell you when you can take a whiz. We tell you when it's food. We tell you where to line up. We tell you it's time to do this now. It creates you for conformity. And for you to get into a certain job, again, you need to be you know, con- a conformist as well. So we're in a society of conformity. So you have to understand, especially with people that are commenting, you're not going to get like CEO of a company sitting on a YouTube video commenting, I am very offended by what you've said, yeah, yeah, enter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a certain demographic that's there. So sometimes just understanding where it's coming from. For some people, bro, you know what it is? It actually exposes the lack of understanding. Because even if you're an 18-year-old, if you ask an Indian, like, yeah, we're 18, we're getting married. To them, it's illegal. Mm. In India, it's illegal to get married under the age of 20, 20 21. Serious? Yeah, so what the brother said well, is actually correct. Yeah. It depends. Like, it's, it's arbitrary, it's relative, it depends on culture. Like, you can't prove, you speak to anybody, like, what's the age that a person can consent or this or that, or when, when are they sexually ready? Majority, 99.9% of people will say puberty. Yeah, and then afterwards the age, that depends 
on the society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends on the society. And there's uh, the fallacy of anachronism as well, where yeah. you look at what's happened in the past and what you look at where we are now. So this this it's a very kind of nuanced conversation, but it's definitely not cut and dry. Nobody can no. prove that 13 is better than 15, is better than 18, is better than 20. You can't I, prove I, it. I would disagree. I would disagree there. I, I think definitely the mindset of a, of a 13-year-old, how dependent a 13-year-old is on their family still, is a lot different to, a, a, say, an 18-year-old. Like, I wouldn't... I would be... I may still be worried about a 13-year-old being at home alone by themselves because you don't know what they could do. An 18-year-old, don't leave them by the house. Like, it's just like... The levels of, I guess, maturity is where I... Where we, me and him were having a disagreement was understand, like, people that come from a different world... Um, who have to bear more responsibilities as they as they're younger, but I still think there's a mindset there where they still need to develop and grow and and then sort of make those choices by themselves. And I think that was a some of the comments that were coming on the sort of like the comment section or whatever. So yeah, that's just my only to me my only thing. Like, so would you? Sorry, yeah. come. Oh, well, one thing I would say about Ma- Malcolm, what you said is that's based on a Western paradigm, and that's based upon a, a certain way of thinking that we have here in the West. For example. Childhood. Yeah. Childhood is something that came post-industrial revolution and it's not something that people in the East can really afford to have. Yeah. I mean, childhood, that until the age of 12, you're just being raised and, you know, just chill out and just, you know, go to school and this or that. No. If you're able to walk and talk, you're going to work. If yeah. not, like, you're, you're going to die. Mm. That's why the, the uh, I mean, look at the, the, um, the kids. They've got like six, seven kids out of those Two will survive. Yeah, yeah. What are they doing? You look at certain remote but villages. Not, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, you see, on, so, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So yeah. your your thing was based on oh, the Western yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that you're unaware. I would say based on what you said about what's going on really in the East and especially in the Eastern villages. I'm not yeah. saying it's right or wrong. Yeah. What I'm saying is I agree with you that there there's three criteria in Islam. We've got three criteria. Yeah. Person has to be mentally physically and it has to be socially acceptable as yeah. well okay the age of of marriage yeah. so i definitely in agreement with you but what i'm saying is we can't now take the the western paradigm and apply it everywhere else and say that's right that's right based on what based on what i think what, what i see no what if so you were you don't born, so yeah. you don't think that um you don't think a th- you don't think a 13 year old's sort of development in in maturity is not sort of kind of across the board when you're at say 13 I would say it wasn't it isn't I know they go through different experiences and traumas I wouldn't say their mindset would still be like I said I would still find them to be incredibly dependent on their on their on their mothers and and their their fathers and whatnot so yeah some I don't people know. don't have that luxury yeah no and I yeah I do I do yeah. understand that yeah like here the life expectancy is like 60 70 years in those yeah. countries my bro that life expectancy is like 30 yeah you look in uh, Palestine yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a kid that's 10 wallah look at a kid that's 10 he will blow you away. Yeah. No. No. I've I've seen it. I've seen. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen the the videos of um of like the madness that have been going on going on in Palestine. You can see the way they speak. They're so politically um, aware. aware. Yeah. Yes. They are the way they the way that the way they're passionate about it as well. Mm. They speak with so much with so much heart. You can they see. Have to, yeah. Bro. Yeah. It's no, survival. Because they, they're living it every day. Like they're literally living it every day. So yeah. No. Yeah. I I definitely I I definitely understand that point. I definitely understand that point. But I still don't. Think I would put that even put that responsibility on a a, a child who I wouldn't put a, the responsibility to look after another child to look after another child. I wouldn't want that in ideal situation. But sometimes we don't have that choice. Yeah, I, I didn't have that choice. I didn't even I didn't yeah. feel I didn't have yeah. that choice. Uh, but I definitely in an ideal world, 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't in an ideal that. world, yeah. I would even push that further. Yeah. I'll yeah. say mentally people aren't ready. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, in certain situations and scenarios, like the brother said. Yeah. Um, what made you think, oh, I'm going to start doing YouTube, I'm going to start jumping on YouTube? I think it was just the decadence of society, to be honest. Like when yeah. you look at the way society has has gone down and then you go to the mosque, you hear the people of knowledge saying this is key, this is important. You hear them out, you listen, you look at what's out there and you're like, look, this is... Like this makes sense. Like it's true, and it's so powerful and it's so effective. Like, and then you keeping it to yourself. That didn't make sense to me. Mm. And I was like, it needs to be shared, and it needs to be challenged. Yeah. So when you put it out there, it gets challenged, and you refine your faith as well. It keeps you motivated also, and it helps others. But as an Asian brother, ten years ago, I'll be honest. If I told my parents that I'm starting a YouTube channel, even if I'm talking about Islam, my parents are gonna beat the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like get a real job kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I had that conversation. That's true. Go. That's true. And to be honest, they do that. But the thing is, bro, like just because your parents are gonna beat the crap out of you doesn't mean that you don't. What you do is you just ch you maneuver, okay. you change your strategy. So the strategy, instead of like, I have to always tell my parents when I'm doing a career and I must go into that career full on, just change that, modify that slightly, like reduce the risk. So you're, wait, hold on. Smarter John is saying it's okay to manipulate your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as it's, you're, manipulated, you're manipulating them for something good. Okay. For example. To note that down. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I back it up. In the sense that you have your smile to Jannah, yeah. you do your little videos, yeah. but you don't rely on it financially. Right. Yeah. You have a job, yeah. you show your parents that you're responsible, you win their trust, because as parents, they'd be bringing you up, you know, teaching you how to walk and how to talk. To them, you're like this little pathetic little thing that, you know, always gets things wrong. So yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah. So show them now, if they've got a certain perception of you, show them that I'm not that person anymore, I'm responsible. And then what you do is your channel's always going to start like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I worked in retail and I did all that. So yeah. like that, you, you do all the, you pay your dues and everything and you're yeah. doing all that. And then you slowly build your channel up. Right. And then when it's at a stage and then you can hop, you show them, you bring in that check. Yeah, you show yeah, them, yeah. look, I'm going in, out and about. Okay. Look, I'm responsible. Like the thing is, look, parents are worried. You, you're always their little, my little son, my little yeah, daughter. Yeah. So sometimes with the society that we're in, like F them, if they don't trust me and my dreams and this, that, look, <laughs> look, look, calm down, relax, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> yeah. Like understand where the other person's coming from. Right. So see and speak to them like, mom, why do you not want me to do it? And they'll have valid reasons. Unstable income. What if this happens? Yeah. What, how much are you making? I'm just making a 20 pounds, you know, a sling. That's <laughs> not good enough. That's not going to pay the bills. Yeah. Can I ask you, what, why is that so prevalent, especially in our community, let's say from Arab Asian household, where you want to do something? Welcome like, to the show, man. <laughs> that's usually against the norm. We, our parents or always have negatives. They always think the worst. Oh, survival. Always. Survival and trauma. Our parents, when they were brought in, if you look at even Britain, post-World War II, it was inviting our parents in. And when our parents came in, bro, they were ghettos, bro. Yeah. They were treated like a pile of doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like our parents had to grind. Oh, we gave you mosque and we shut up. They give us mosques. <laughs> we went around in our communities with buckets saying, look, we need to get the we need to get this place and this and that. We didn't get government funded mosques and, yeah. and stuff like that. We had to grind for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like 
Whether it's black people, whether it's Asian people, Asian people when you're in a mosque and you had a thobe, but you had to tuck that in and go out, shave. And our countries have been interfered in. Like we're constantly on the edge. Mm. And trauma, there's studies to suggest trauma is hereditary. You can inherit, you can inherit trauma. I, I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to be hated for this because I'm from, I'm from Kosovo. So as you know, it's a war-torn country. And if it wasn't for America, we would be Serbia. So in that, it's like, is it a way where kind of we're selfish when we're on the American side or when we're not on the American side? Because they, they, them interfering in the war with Serbia and Kosovo has allowed me the privilege to be here otherwise, and have, and have that independence. So like when me and him up with these Palestinian, and when we have that conversation, he is probably not the most for Americans. And I'm like, no, nah, bro, I can't really say anything bad in terms of America. Not because it hasn't done what you're saying, Individually and as a family, it's probably if they didn't get involved, I I wouldn't I might not be alive. In, in, but the only the only problem with that, my bro, is that's that selfish. Yeah. And and you what you have to do as a human being is be objective. Yeah. I know that's very hard to do, but the thing is objectivity is key. Otherwise, it's this whole individualism yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that oh, as long as my house is safe, it's okay. No, you have to look at the general policies and how it's affecting the people at large. And you can also appreciate that one aspect yeah. whilst also being just and saying, this may have been good for me and my family, but those 10 other instances, they're wrong. Is orange juice halal or haram? Yeah, orange juice is halal. Are you sure? Yeah. Because it's got 0.5% alcohol in it. Mm, not, the, not, the, <laughs> not, the, not the Islamic definition of alcohol. Okay, so, so elaborate. That's, that's what the, so from my understanding, because yeah. I work in the drinks industry, we know that a lot of the fruit uh, drinks have a consumption of alcohol in there. Orange juice tends to have a 0.5% source of alcohol in there. So in theory, that would be... Um, so what's so, so yeah, yeah. gone? So so firstly, when when a person says orange juice, it depends what culture you're from. Some people they deem orange juice as I take an orange, I squeeze it, and yeah. I drink yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Right. That you can't say that's alcohol in it because I just yeah. squeezed it myself. There's no mm. alcohol in it. Yeah. Right. However, now when you talk about the drinks industry, is that technically orange juice? Are you talking about freshly squeezed orange juice? Are you talking about orange juice from concentrate? Are you talking about? I mean, what orange juice are we really talking so, about? So, I'm, 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 so, so that, then yeah. you talk about like the Tropicana yeah, and yeah. these yeah. concentrate traits so even islamically within like if it's below a certain percentage that's actually okay because even if you look at ketchup you can you can yeah. argue that okay that's got that's you it. know th this this alcohol in it or this or that certain people will still avoid it but according to the majority opinion if it's below a certain percentage then it's okay what is the percentage i want to start drinking alcohol so, <laughs> so, so the are, are dating apps halal or haram dating apps dating is haram dating apps yeah, so anything now with dating apps or dating website or date So dating, mismatch. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, do they class themselves as a dating app or a Muslim matrimonial app? Okay, so explain. Which where yeah. where, where where where's the line? Yeah. So it's the same concept. We can use different words for it, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're speaking to the opposite gender and there's no one um present. Yeah, there's no one present, that's that's not allowed. Yeah. Okay. And if it's done in private. For example, if you're in your room, she's in her room and you're on WhatsApp messaging each other or you're on a website that you're messaging each other and it's private, that's not allowed. Wow. Yeah. However, if there is a wali, for example, her representative 
that's able to see the conversation or the website is offering somebody like they've they've got like scholars that are observing conversations just to check for lewdness and stuff like that then that's permissible um if you're meeting in a, in a public place and you obviously there's no one that you can bring because certain people they've reverted to islam or whatnot then it's allowed but if you're in a private place and there's no one there okay. uh, whether it's on a website whether it's on an app that's peak and a lot of stuff that's happening in our society bro are coming from relationships like haram relationships like and let me take the word harama non-committed relationships yeah like if there was somebody here and i'm like you want to go out with me and this and that she goes yeah that's it's it's built on a weak foundation there's no safety for her there's no safety for me yeah and that's the that's the reason a lot of madness happens but divorce has become so easy divorce has become easy but there's still some decorum to divorce okay yeah because divorce is predicated on the fact that marriage has taken place and islamically when you get married there has to be two witnesses you know there's you there's the certain kind of there's a khutbah that's read there's an etiquette you you are paying mahar you are paying money for the safety of that woman that if divorce was to happen then you know she's not left in the lurch her parents are involved there's a wali there's a carer that's involved it's a much more respectable process and if something's going wrong people can be involved when it's just you and her she doesn't know if you're a nutcase or not you might be very good okay. like certain people are easily you can bluff her you can chirps her you can give her the drop drop the lines yeah. and sometimes she'll be like wow but the thing is look like they say it's um it takes a few lines to get into a relationship yeah. and into a marriage but it takes character to remain in that marriage yeah, and in that relationship sense, yeah. And the thing is, character is something that, again, we were talking about being mentally ready. Yeah. And that's why, bro, pe- being in, getting other people involved and turning into something that, that's serious. That there's going to be consequences, bro. Yeah. Like our family, no. If you mess her around, bro, they will come and slap the... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. there's, so. there's a lot of people like... This kind of brings us to our topic, which is brilliant, actually. There's a lot of um, you know people that get married in the most traditional way, more on the, on the Christians and the Catholic aspects where you know, you're walking down the aisle, you have the priest um, saying the vows and you get married. But they're not then in theory non-believers as well. So what 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 do you think as, as certain people out there that believe that there's a God, but probably don't believe or they pick and choose what part of the religion they want to believe? The analogy that's similar to that is like a map. Yeah, a I map. Can, yeah, a map. map yeah. So I can I can give you a map, and then you can ring me an hour later saying I'm lost, bro. This is ridiculous. Like, what's going on? And somebody looks at him, and goes, "He's got a map and he's lost. There's no hope for me." But you just a little interview with that person, you realize the guy's not following the map. He's not reading the map. He's not even interested in the map. Mm. Yeah, he reads a bit at the beginning, like, "Okay, take a left," and then now he's bored. Like taking a left is not enough to mm. get you to your destination. Take a left at the roundabout. Yeah, I'm going to switch you off now. And then now you're just going left. But that's mad. So these, so the thing is, look, religion offers guidelines. If you are to attain true benefit, you have to follow the religion properly. If you don't follow the religion properly, you can't expect to get the full benefit from the religion. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you're not, you're not um, believing in the religion, one, because some people might think it's man-made. And secondly... 
with you, there's a when I say I believe in God for argument's sake, I believe there's a creator. I don't think it just came out of a big bang or or whatnot. I genuinely believe that someone created X, Y, and Z, and then as evol as stuff evolved, I became to be who I am, kind of thing. So I believe there's a creator, but when when I when I think about religion, I'm a, I'm born Muslim and I, I do a lot of stuff that I should be doing. There's a lot of stuff I don't do as well, and that's when I'm like, well, actually, it's technically man-made as well, religion, as opposed to you can't say God is man-made because he created himself in, in, in aspects. Much I don't know, you can answer that. What, so that's where some people so like. Was the point that religion is man-made? No, the, the, well, partially yes, but the more the bigger point is, well, I believe there's a creator. And I can just be a nice person, have a pure heart, and that will get me to the destination without the map, if that makes sense. Yeah, the analogy to that is somebody who doesn't brush his teeth and say, my mouth is still clean. So well, a person that says, yeah, you know, I have a clean heart. But what's your definition of a clean heart? Doing good things. What's good to you and what's good to me is going to be different. Like you said, I'm basing my love, not love, yeah. but my kind of appreciation of America based on what it did for my family right. and my country. Yeah. That's the problem. Like if everybody's doing their own thing about what's good and what's bad, society is going to be chaotic. Right. In fact, somebody who doesn't believe in God, and this is an open challenge, you can't prove something is good or bad objectively. That's impossible. It's and no, no atheist claims that they can prove that this is good or that's bad objectively. Religion is the only one that says, yeah, objectively, this could have been. What about the law? Yeah, but that's not good or bad. That's right or wrong for the good of society. They don't claim that that's right or wrong. Sorry, they don't believe that's good or bad. They believe it's right or wrong. There's a distinction there. So what do you, so what do you say to people that feel like, um, atheists in particular, that feel like religion causes war and it causes death? What do you say to those, those people that feel like people that follow, not... Are, I guess quote unquote spiritual and just believe believe there is a creator um, but they don't particularly follow another religion but they feel like people that follow a religion they believe I'll tell you that's a very outdated argument okay no, you know, explain no, yeah, explain. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll tell course, you yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why because one religion was Stalin one religion was Hitler these people didn't yeah. believe in a god yeah. yeah in fact communism I mean look Stalin and you know Mao Zedong and all these guys yeah. even though the I don't know if he's got dong in his name, but <laughs> <laughs> but they, these guys, they were atheists. They they tried atheism. I mean, uh, Darwinism is linked to racism. Mm. Yeah, survival of the fittest. That was something that Hitler loved. Yeah. And he tried to incinerate the Jews. Mm. So the thing is, like, don't give me that, oh, it's religion. We've tried without religion. And that caused madness. And the people that say it's a religion, I would say the burdens upon the burden of proofs upon you. Like, why do you think it's religion? Karen Armstrong used to be a nun, yeah? She goes, she studied a, a lot of these conflicts, a lot of these wars, and she says they're inherently political. Yeah, there's definitely a political involvement. She involved says, there. like, she's but an actor. Isn't athlete. it masked sometimes with religion, and that's the reason why they're doing this course, and why people are so able to buy into it, because they believe in that same religion? You used a very important term, and you said masked. Yeah. Mask is not the essence. Mask is a facade that you put yeah. on. And that's exactly how religion gets used. Yeah. yeah, Religion gets hijacked. For example, the war in Iraq. You're yeah. Christian, yeah? yeah. Um, George W. Bush said, I saw in my dream, I was told by God to go and liberate the Christians and do this and do that. Yeah. I don't think you're going to defend what happened no, in Iraq, not, isn't it? And you would be the first to say, that's bollocks, that's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That's, the hell is this? That's not Christianity. Yeah. 
But the thing is, that's what he said. And oh, you, yeah, well. so he would, and even his father, he yeah. said, yeah, you see him taking a picture with his priest and bishop or whatnot. The thing is, we know that's nonsense. Like these people are, it's inherently political, but they use religion to force it down people's necks. It's like yeah, yeah. LGBTQ. Like a lot of LGBTQ folk just want to be left alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a toss about all this stuff, yeah. but it's being hijacked to to put forward the left and certain draconian practices of censoriousness and censorship and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's the same with religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with religion. For example, one of the 9-11 guys, like weeks before, the guy would be found in a strip club. Mm. The, the guy who did, uh, I think it was uh, the, um, I think Paris attack or one, one of these, I think, Syria or Paris attack, like a week before, the guy ordered a book called Islam for Dummies. Well. Yeah, Quran for dummies, Islam for dummies. Like he didn't understand the basic element. MI5 have said, and this article you can find in The Guardian, they said a lot of these extremists, we actually say that they're, they're not very religious. It's actually the other extremism, the one that society is not putting forward. Yeah. That's the extremism that's causing this. But I've, I've, I think sometimes yeah. people use excuses of... of what the actual war is about or what the actual fight is about. Yeah. So what I mean by that is you might think it's an, uh, a religious conflict, but really and truly it's just the power of, of getting the land or having power over someone else. Yeah. Let me give you an example. It was America versus the Soviet Union. Yeah. America wanted to kill the Soviet Union. So just like now what's happening yeah, in Ukraine, Ukraine, the proxy war was with Afghanistan. Yeah. In Afghanistan, you had a group called the Mujahideen. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> the Mujahideen, and there's a clip where an American goes there and he goes, you guys are on the truth. You are fighting a just war and God is happy with you. The clip is on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, Fight with these people that are here taking your land from you. So the Americans did not shy away from using religion to, to weaken the Soviets. Yeah. Again, the same was done. Uh, again by the Americans when it come to, came to Afghanistan and Pakistan post 9-11 yeah. yeah the way America riled up its far right by saying this was an attack on Christianity this was an attack on our values look at what's happening over there and people went and uh, and they, you know even with Trump yeah even what Trump did now <coughs> you know standing in front of a church with a bible in his hand yeah. saying I'm with you and this and that would you say no. Trump is a bastion of Christianity? No. You wouldn't no. say that. No. So, bro, like Christianity has fallen prey to this, but Christianity has been used and abused, and now it's another scapegoat now. Yeah, yeah. It's always a scapegoat. Islam is the scapegoat that's going through it now. Like I have a, a, a black neighbor, and he said, he was just laughing at me once. He said, it's your turn now. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just yeah, your yeah, turn yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Back in the days, he said, I was black, and sometimes when we would see a white police officer, we'd have to hide on one side of the wall just so they could go past. Mm -hmm. You see the Muhammad Ali movie remake, he's just jogging, he goes, what you're running, what you're running away from, son? Yeah. So having comments like this, like that's somewhat a reasonable comment. But, you know, like imagine being in the wrong place and just getting five bullets in the back. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. So like racism isn't as bad as it was. Again, that's a topic for discussion. Yeah. But now the scapegoating what's used and done with Islam is next level. Like I can give, Georgia State University says, a Muslim terrorist gets mentioned four and a half times more 
than a, uh, a regular terrorist. Yeah. After 9-11, 73% of the terrorists have actually been far right. Yeah. If you look, Jack Shaheen actually looked, he, he looked at movies that came out in 100 years, 100 years, only 10 of them were pro-Arab. All of this sort of stuff does go through. So people say, yeah, yeah, you guys are mad still. You guys are nuts. Yeah. And it's because you guys only consume mainstream media. Oh, the, the vilification yeah. of Arabs. Yeah. Jack that. Shaheen, yeah. 100 years, only 13 movies were pro-Arab. Mm. Bro, that, uh, that takes a toll on people. Yeah. This whole, blah, 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 this yeah. bro, it's nuts. Constantly seeing this again and again and again. And then you look at the news four and a half times more. And again, and again, when it's a white guy, Dylan Roof went and shot up a church. Yeah. Afterwards, the police gave him Burger King. Yeah, saw that. The yeah, flip. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask you, based on like your, what you would say, is what is the most purest Muslim or Islamic country right now? The thing is, it, it, that varies from people mm. to people. For some people, it's like, I want to go and I want to be able to say whatever I want to say mm. without getting a knock on the door. For some people, it's like, you know what? I want to be able to send my wife to the shops without her getting, you know, comments being passed or whatnot. For some people, it might be the tourism industry has to be less, so the country has to be financially secure. Like there are certain places in Abu Dhabi and Dubai where that is the thing, but they also rely on the tourist industry. Saudi is trying to kind of, because it's going down with the oil, it's trying to get kind of foreign people kind of coming in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Turkey, they're very good in terms of its um, real estate, in terms of how similar the lifestyle is like Ankara and stuff like that. A lot of people have said we can get land there. It's easy for us. We don't get kind of like, we don't want to get a knock on the door. It depends on your criteria. Like for, for some people, even when the COVID thing hits, like they're like, we don't want the government to be knocking on our door and forcing it like certain Middle Eastern countries. So it depends on what you want and, and on your criteria. So that is an individual taste. So the reason I ask you is because I'm a Palestinian refugee from Lebanon and Lebanon is a country for the last, what, 50, 60 years has gone through loads of civil wars because of religion, Moscow, Moscow, wherever. You've got the, let's say, the sheep that, okay, this politician who represents my religion, I'm going to listen to what he says. This politician that represents my religion, I'm going to listen to what he says, all based on religion. Um, but based upon, but also bear in mind, you said... This politician, mm. so that's how you started the sentence. This politician is my religion. Da, 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 da. So again, you've admitted that it, the, the root is still politics. Of course, yeah. but that's that's how they they suck you in. So brilliant, like, brilliant. I represent you guys because I'm Sunni Muslim, or I represent you. I'm. But do you see? Yeah, it's that politician using that rhetoric to his favor, like uh, Tony Blair. Yeah. Initially, he because it's a Protestant country, the UK. Yeah, yeah, he's Protestant, everything. As soon as he, you know, steps off, I've converted to Catholicism now. Ah. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even religion and these sorts of things. But sorry, yeah, go ahead. Can you say the UK is a very atheist-run country? Uh, statistically, yes. Yeah. Okay. So when I think of that, I'm just going to be as honest as I can. Living in the UK, for me, is a far better life to have than living in a country like Lebanon, like, uh, I don't know, Iraq. Like where religion is always the forefront of troubles there. So is it better to live in a country that's not run by religion at all, have politicians uh, associated with any religion than, than a country that 
that says they are? Very good question. Some people will come from those countries here. They will say, our kids are Muslim, our families are Muslim. Then one of the kids ends up, you know, getting, you know, confused about his gender. And then that's 20 years gone there. Another person becomes an atheist. They would say, I would rather stay in that country and go through that than my kids come and lose their religion and identity, become heathens, become people that are confused in life, you know, you know, um, cut bits off of their body, lose like themselves, frankly, yeah, yeah. and become a bane to society. I would rather stay in that country, deal with that political nature, than to lose religion. Some people, they will be so much in that place, they will say, you know what, I just want to get out of here because we're in the brunt of it. I will go and I will, you know, keep my family safe and I will do this. It depends, my bro. It depends where you are, what you're going through. Some people have come. For example, in one, I was looking at one case study of a refugee. Well, a father who sent his kids, you know, in these, in these dinghy boats. And they were amongst the people that drowned coming from France to the UK. And he was slapping himself. Yeah. He was saying, had I known that my kids would drown, he would say, I would have eaten less, slept with less, done less, then send my kids to just drown and become slaughtered. A lot of people, it's easier said than done, my bro. Because it's the luck of the draw. It's the luck of the draw. It depends who your friends are. It depends which uh, people you get you know, sucked into. It depends like, do you trust education? But certain professors are atheists and you know, really drilling in atheism and stuff like that. But a lot of these professors in Oxford and Cambridge, bro, LGBT, there is standard. If you are not pro-LGBT, yeah, transphobe, like, yeah. you're transphobe, like, yeah. what's, what's going on here? Like, what's, what's this? Like, why do you believe that? Oh, religion telling you that? Oh, okay. Nonsense is this. So the thing is, look, it's not as simple as that. Like, look, if a person wants to kind of come from there, you have to understand there's a physical war. There's a mental war as well. There, it's physical. Like, they like, withhold you. Yeah. Hey, oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Flexing in there. Yeah. There, yeah, there, bro, there, they don't have money. So there, they'll come and they'll handcuff you. Here, they've got peas. So they can afford to make a Netflix series with half a million and put subtle messages in there. And they play the long game. They played the Benjamin Netanyahu. He's admitted this standard. He's like, you want to change the regime in Iran? Just send them some of our shows. And then get them to want to be like the West and well, done. You search this. It's, again, it's on mm. YouTube. So the thing is, bro, it depends. Like on the one hand, people are focused on the physical war. But you have to understand the, the psychological war that we're not too familiar with. Because again, it's just a relief. Like, oh, I'm just out of that war now. And that's, that's understandable. That's incredible. That's incredible. That, that's of important. course, that's, that's important. But some people would say, I would rather stay there than lose my kids. And there the religion goes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it yeah. depends who you're speaking to. It depends. But it's not easy, bro. 21st well, century. For someone that... Was you born here? I was, yeah. So you're, you're born here in proper British. British, mate. Pack of pies. Come on, mate. Um, would you, like, what positives would you say is there is in the westernized life? Look, because I see loads personally. Look, it's it's not about what's what's positive here. Every country has pros and negatives. If you ask me where I'd want to live, this is my homeland. This is my country. This is where mm. I was born. It doesn't matter if you like the Prophet peace be upon him when he was moved and forced out of Makkah. He looked back and he said, "Had I not been forced to go out here, I would have never left you, O Makkah." 
I feel the same, bro. I've gone to Norway. I've been, you know, Switzerland, Beautiful. Italy, been bare places. But bro, even though flipping gray hair, gloomy hair, yeah. this is my country. These are my so people. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's look, it's my it's my people, it's it's my country. I'm familiar with the culture. Like you yeah. said, we're familiar with it. We know it. We know the intricacies and stuff like that. What I love about the people here is, is the, the, the character. Yeah. The, the manners of the Brits yeah. is, is brilliant. The, the, the system that we have in place, the multiculturalism, the, the ease to go from one place to another, not traveling for ages. Bro, the list is endless. What would you, because me personally. And when we talk about the negatives, it's because we want the country to be well. Like yeah. you move into a house, if you're moving out the next day, why on earth would you start fixing it? But when you intend to live in it for years, yeah. you're like, yeah, you put know what, let's put a filler there, let's yeah. paint this and let's do that. But the thing is, when you're brown and when you're black, oh yeah, why are you saying that? I'm allowed to say that, just like Russell Brand's allowed to say that, John Oliver's allowed to say that, without being told to go back to your country or, or be grateful. Do you mean be that, that, that's actually my next point I was yeah, just about to make Be grateful Be grateful for what? Be grateful that the Nationality Act Actually brought Jamaicans and Indians yeah. To come to this country But they didn't have come, to Come, come Help rebuild but it But they didn't we, have to We built We built these under But not, they didn't have to not, not about they didn't have to The way our countries was left bro We had no choice but to okay. Because the way the economy is done The economy is not So why didn't everyone come over? Sorry? Why didn't everyone come over? Because even to come over, the thing is some people are still have land. They still have places. Right. They, they, they still have a way or they're still traditional and cultural. Like, I don't want to leave. No. I and don't want to and you, made a, you made a great point about that, that documentary you spoke about when, they were, when she, he or the, the father sent their kids over and they died, unfortunately. And he literally smashing his, his hands across his head because... He could, I could have worked harder. I could have done this more in my own land and built my own future in your own land. But he wanted them to have a better life, right? I honestly think I, I wasn't born here. Um, I'm, I don't think that people of where I'm from and Afro-Caribbean, Arabs, I don't think we're grateful enough for what this country has done for us. And I'm talking, my parents were on benefits. Like, nowhere in the world, apart from Switzerland and Germany that I know of, because I've got family there, will support you regardless if you're working or not. And let's not even get into the aspects of how, much, how much benefit fraud that we've actually, people, our, our people have done. And, I'll, I'll tell you why. Still, I don't think there's enough gratefulness I'll, I'll tell you it. why. I'll tell you why, why there, there's no gratefulness. Because for the last hundred years, the UK, there hasn't been a single year that the UK has not been participant and participating in a war that's primarily in our country. I, I get that. No, but, no, no. I, but, I, but just, let just, me make the point. Let me make the point. Be because it's very important. Yeah. The, yeah, this is this is this is very important. Where you're starting, if yeah. you're yeah, so it depends where we're starting the conversation. If we're starting the conversation, uh, our parents came here. If that's where history starts, our parents came from a land in which there was madness going on, and we've come here, and now we've been given this and that. Of course, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And but bear in mind, like child benefit system is a system that was actually started by the Caliph Umar. May Allah be pleased with him, a caliph, uh, one of the leaders of the Muslims. I think he came so after the Prophet, peace be upon him, it was Abu Bakr, then it was Umar. So, so these again have been taken from us. But the point that you've made is it's in this country and people come and they benefit. I say, let's go a bit back. Let's go a bit back. Like, why is it that these people are having to come over? Let's look at India. The UK has interfered in India for 200 years. Yeah. 
I, I saw I saw something to, uh, literally two days ago where um, it, King Charles's wife is it Camilla? Is yeah, that, is that Camilla. Yeah. She said she didn't want to wear this. Um, didn't want to wear this like diamond because it was stolen from. England. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it said then said later in the article that um, England or yeah, the UK is responsible for stealing that like, close to a trillion or trillions in yeah, yeah, yeah. in wealth. Um, I believe it was India. So over the time, so that's the reason why a lot of people feel like they, they have to come here because they. I know you said you talk about I want to make a change in my community here, but when there isn't a, a st- um, infrastructure in place within that particular country, it's harder for someone to do it. So would they look at it? Oh, hundred percent. But sure, sure, listen, if I if I as a as a very good friend of yours, I'd hope to say right. If I punched you every single time for a long time and you keep becoming my friend, keep forgiving me. Surely you're going, yo. You know what, bro? I'm not. Com- I'm not coming to your house, bro. You, yeah. like you mentioned, depending on where you start the conversation, which something I did learn recently is the con- the conversation changes really, really significantly, right? But the facts are based. We can we can look about hundreds of years ago. That's fine, and and I'm not sure we've all struggled in our ways and whatnot. But when we look at the more narrow side of it, I've come to this country. If we talk about Islam, you've got to respect the land, the law of the land, which is all fine. I just feel there's sometimes where we're too rebellious. Me, myself as well, by the way. And I feel like we we feel, and I get why historically, but we do feel like we're we're obliged to get X, Y, and Z because we're a minority. But it's like, well, no, this is my, if, I, if you come to my house, you're taking your shoes off. I don't care if you don't take your shoes off at your house. That's my rules in my house. You can't go into my fridge. <laughs> yeah. If I want to give you whatever's in my fridge, that's my choice because it's my house. And I feel like the analogy I'm using right now is people come to the UK, including myself, probably not my doubt, but people like us, come into the England and be like, we, we expect this, I want this, I do this, do this, do this. And it's just like, well, okay, hold on. Thank you for giving it because let's be honest, we've got equal rights. Whether we like it or not, we might come across as we get, we get racist or discrimination. I'm not disputing you that. You believe we have equal rights, yeah? 100%. What what can what can what can an Englishman do that we can't? Do you believe that? Do you believe that as well? Do you believe equal rights? I I think I think equal rights equal rights to an extent. I think name me one thing. I want to know one thing. thing. It's equal rights to an extent, but I think it's um, treated indifferently. I don't know if I don't know if there's if there's a difference between that. I think there's there's been treated indifferently and I guess quote unquote equal rights as in. I have access to water, running water, and things like that. I, I mean, no, okay. So, yeah, so, so I mean, like, let's I, not let's not talk about what we have. Let's talk about what what kind of white British English person, whatever white British is. I know it's too vague because again, depends where you start the conversation. But in theory, an Englishman that's born and bred there, and their their family are British as well. What rights do they have that I can't do? That's one. I just want one. All right. So one. Yeah. No lefts and rights, just one. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you're talking about rights. Why are we Equal talking rights. about no, why, why are we talking about rights? Because like he said, rights is something you can write down, like okay, access to running water, access to education. Right. I will say that look at look at the people that are actually in Eton or in these elite institutions right. that then lead to them doing PPE in Oxford. Let's look at how many people go there. And let's look at how many people actually get accepted in these high echelons of society. But is the ethnic people in Eton? Very negligible. Of course, but then the ratio of how many people there is white compared to ethnicity is a massive difference to that. But as well. do you see, on the one hand, you're talking about equal rights, but on the other hand, the thing is. Are you talking about equal, equal opportunity or equal right? I'm talking about a land of law. You're we talking bro- about equal rights. Yeah. Isn't it? 
Yeah, I've got everything. everything I'm talking up, about equal opportunities. I think that should be part of the okay. the, the conversation as right. well. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm yeah referring to. Like, yeah, yeah opportunities definitely definitely different to to actual rights. Yeah, I, I can't. You can't say that they England doesn't provide England does provide yeah. equal rights, but opportunities are. That's where I feel there's a there's a there can be a difference considering the people that are in charge of 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 making these decisions and giving these opportunities to people. And I, and listen, I, I think to an extent, there's something I will say is like I know for a fact that well I don't know for a fact but I I do believe that people relate to people based on who they are so someone who was a black Nigerian male will and let's say for example I was going for a job and he, if he was in charge of employing someone I reckon they, and it was say me and a white person potentially um, I think he may feel like he'd want to help me and I feel like that's that's kind of that can be the case in certain um, certain circumstances, but also can say that that's not the case, and people are given opportunities when maybe they don't deserve it. But it's because of how they are, how they appear, and how they look as to why they've been given those opportunities. And I think that's what that's what um, that's what I think is the the biggest difference. But that's gonna, that's going to take time. Historically, it's going to take time to get to so the more numbers in Eton for arguments say, well, more ethnic people going into Cambridge University and whatnot. let's, let's put time. this on ice for a second yeah, because the point I was making initially oh, was sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was sorry, yeah, that was the know. crux of, of uh, the kind of evidence that I was providing was if you look for the last hundred years the UK there hasn't been a single year that the UK hasn't been in a war the UK has drawn borders in the Middle East again we're talking about the United States as well in, in Africa and stuff like that so causing warring factions, being involved, siphoning trillions whilst corrupting the country. Like when the, the British entered India, you look at the economic situation there and afterwards finished. There was a 90 plus literacy rate in Iraq before the West entered Iraq. Now it's less than 10%. It's less than 10%. Half of the population has cancer because of the depleted uranium that was dropped. It's now a finished country. It's now been, it's it's game over there, frankly. Yeah, if you look even there financially, they were very strong. Saddam said, oh, I want to sell oil now in euros, peak time. Peak, peak time started. Yeah. There was democracy also in Iran, 1951 with Mohammad Mossadegh. He was liberal, but they removed him because he wanted to nationalize oil. Allende, Lumumba of Congo. Yeah, yeah all of these people were democratically elected. So on the one hand, you're talking about democracy, democracy, but on the other hand, the people that are democratically elected, yeah, but they're not allowing our corporations to come in, yeah, get rid of them. And then now there's 20, 30 years, a dictator, and now he's being propped up by the Western powers because it's good. Then when you look at foreign office reports, they say, yeah, it's within our interest to keep Kuwait separate, to keep Egypt separate, because we don't want the oil countries to come together and come against us. bro. People aren't stupid. And these people, and these this knowledge gets passed on. You're not going to see it on Netflix and, and all this sort of stuff. This has to be read in books where you realize that this stuff is even happening even till today. Yeah. When you hear of torture techniques that are being used against people that are against, um, that the, the West has said, oh, these are enemies. But they say, oh, no, no torture. Senate 2014 report talks about anal hydration, where you mash up food and stick it up the person's arsehole. 
And then that's, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, that's, that's mad. <laughs> and you know what? What else? Stick him in a coffin for 11 days. Yeah, yeah, or you know yeah. what? Strip him, hang him, and he dies of hypothermia. Mm. The, all of this stuff is there. Like Senate 2014 report of, of the CIA. So when people hear this sort of stuff, Daniel Hale, we're talking about drone attacks. Drone attacks is every day. Daniel Hale is a whistleblower of the NSA. He said 90% was on um, in, in, civilians. But 90% deaths of civilians when drone attacks happen every single day and countries are being decimated. Bombs are celebrated on the news. And then people are saying, oh, hey, you should be grateful. Okay, look, be... Let, let's put things in context. Should I be grateful for, you know, the, the peace over here and the kind people and this and that? Yes, 100% I should be grateful for that. Does that now mean I should ignore the crimes that have taken place? That I should be quiet? 100% no, because the country actually teaches me freedom of speech. Yeah. It teaches me to discuss and debate. It teaches me to learn about my history. I think that's part of being British as well. I don't, and I think that's something that we're taught in schools to look at both sides of the argument. It's not necessarily, um, I disagree with this, therefore now I'm ungrateful. It's a matter of that's wrong and that has to be acknowledged where people are saying, no, that's the, they don't talk about the past. No, we need to talk about the past. And that's why I, the cherry on the cake will be Malcolm's statement where he said, they stick a knife in my back they take it out six inches and somehow I'm supposed to be grateful? Look, I think when we're, again, I'm talking about those that live here, as in ourselves here. And yes. Okay. I'm talking about us as well. No, well, this is what I'm trying to say though, but you're, when, when we, which you brought up, do, we, do I feel we have equal rights in the UK? Us four, I do believe so. Do I, I'm, I'm, that's, I didn't say and I won't ever say that we should never be speaking about history. I'm never ever gonna. I'm never gonna say that because I definitely think there should be exposure to that kind of the statistics you've kind of thrown out there. But I do feel like we aren't grateful internally as we're living here. That's not me saying that. I, what would, say, are doing. I would say we are. Okay. I, the people that I've met, I haven't come across people saying these people give me benefits and, and help me in this situation. God. Yeah. I haven't come across anybody like that. It's just that... I've come across people that are like, oh, I didn't get my benefits today. Fuckers. Da, 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 no, da. Because, no, but that's, that's justified. If there's a system that's been put in place and one day you don't get your benefits, why should that person be grateful because they have a different colored skin? No. They, within the system, you're allowed to go yeah. and complain because there's a system that's been put in place. You my, know what I'm saying? An Englishman... If he doesn't get his benefits on one day, yeah. he, well, he's, he's just going to sit back. Yeah. Mm. He's complain, it, yeah, complaining is part of the system, is part of getting your rights. So this I think place. certain, yeah. yeah but how far do we go back? As far as that's his life. That's that, his exactly, life. and this is my life, and that's what I'm trying to say. In this, but you're, you're saying in terms of, but four, isn't four, it five, great? Yeah, four or five generations down the line, yeah. my kids might be then. I don't know what you can nationalize or like ethnically label them, but they might be great, have uh, gratitude to the life they're living. Yeah. But I know damn well their ancestors didn't. So it's just like, as of now, and what you're saying, if we don't, if we're not making these changes now, we're not going to pave the way for the, for the ones that can come after us. No, I'm not, I'm not this one, but I'm saying in terms of opportunity in the UK, step away, and this is actually true. So people in Iraq, if you move to Egypt for argument's mm -hmm. sake, you can never ever get mm -hmm. citizenship Thank you. Ever get citizenship in Egypt? You have to reapply every single year to get a one-year permanent living visa, right? In the UK, if you live for five years, but e you're missing the point. Egypt didn't invade Iraq. 
but it's Egypt. Egypt but I get it's but then, yeah. like like you yeah. both mentioned, which is very good points, is based on what what my family have been through. And what and yeah, cool. There's a there's a cycle to it. Let, let me give you an example. My a very close friend of mine is trying to bring his wife over. Yeah, he's got a good business. He's ticked all the boxes, and he's been waiting two months, and it's been peak. Every yeah, yeah. night yeah. without the wife has been peak. After two months, yeah. he gets an email like saying, by the way, we haven't even started your applications because we've been giving priority to the Ukrainians. Is that is that justified? Is, is, is that allowed? Did that take place when the invasion of Iraq was taking place mm. or Afghanistan? No, no, I didn't hear that. No. Definitely wasn't. If no. we're talking about rights and stuff like that, I think my the right of my mother should be that she can, she should be able to wear the hijab and walk the street without being shouted abuse, without being egged, without yeah. w- without stuff like that. We're talking about rights. I should be at school and I shouldn't be expected to defend the Prophet Muhammad or my religion just because a teacher has been she's she's pissed off because of what she's seen in the news and we're mm. hearing constant cases in which kids are having to defend their homelands or news now. Uh, Chinese people getting slapped up, Russian people getting slapped up. Why? Because we consume the media. If we're talking about rights, I would say the right to safety, the right to walk out wearing your religious garb, and and not being abused and not being called a terrorist. I was in you know um, secondary school when 9/11 happened, and I've gone I through I've gone through madness, bro. People yeah, have to shave their that. beards, change their names. There's enough research to suggest if you are of a certain name, you will not get employed. If yeah. you look a certain way, I was told you want to work. I don't want to name drop certain big companies. Uh, yeah, my boss said you can have to shave the beard. Uh, but hey, look, it's just uh, it's just protocol and it's just this. So on paper, it's like yep, these these are the rules. But implementation wise, they hide behind um, certain protocols. Oh no, it's for everybody. It's you know, it's in section fourteen, article five. But how comes it's never been done before? Yeah. Oh, no, but it's just you know certain things. Look, just just off the record, it's mm. it's just you know how he is, and you know how things are, and we've had to make a lot of allowances. You know, we in fact, my friends, if their wife is coming home late, they would have to go and make sure that she's able to come from the car home because someone might just come and bottle her on the head. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying, bro. It's not as simple as that. And don't no, look, definitely look, look, not. don't, get, don't not. get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Look, look. If you're getting benefits and stuff like that, very good. And alhamdulillah, which means all praise be to Allah. There's a hadith that says, "He who does not thank the people has not thanked God." Yeah. But then, are we allowed to ask where is Britain getting its money from? Okay, Britain is number one when it comes to corporate tax ev- uh, evasion. But yeah. why is that one my uncle that's working hard, he doesn't pay his tax. They're on his door. They're on his door, bro. They're checking everything, going through every last receipt. But when you look at Nadim Zahawi or whatever my yeah. man's name is from Conservative Party, yeah. flipping, what was it? How, how many million was it? 500 uh, million? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. 500 lot, million. Yeah, yeah. And he's smiling. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And at most oh. he loses his job. Yeah. Like that's the yeah. He doesn't and even that, 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 yeah. that took a week. Yeah. And that took public pressure. Yeah. That took public pressure. That's half a million, bro. Yeah. If I don't pay tax, bro, flip and neck. Bro, I was told by the brothers, you're in Dawah now. You need to make sure your taxes are on fleek. <laughs> you need to make sure they're on fleek. They will come for you, bro. Like these conversations happen behind closed doors, bro. Like my, my mom's saying this, look, go safe. It's this time. I want you to text me. The amount of brothers that will go 
And the parents like, just drop me a message, you got their safe. Mm. Just drop me a message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safety. You're talking about human rights. Safety not to get bottled. Okay, okay. Safety not to get shot. Bro, Mexican guy, <laughs> tube, station, uh, tube station, got shot. Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez. And he's, he's one of many got shot. Why? Because he had a brown complexion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Floyd. You know, knee on the neck. Yeah. In Palestine, standard. That's standard. After George, George Floyd thing yeah. was happening, pictures of Palestinians having knees on the neck and this also. So the point that I'm trying to say is, let's, whenever we're making these points, let's invite both points that we can be grateful for the positive yeah, things, yeah. but we can also criticize where's the money coming from? Corporate tax invasion, uh, evasion. When you look at how certain African countries have been subjugated, you mentioned yeah, yeah. China before, I, I think it was off camera. Uh, it might have been on my yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the way it's done is that China's following the same um, map that America's yeah. followed with IMF and World Bank, yeah. which is you give money to corrupt yeah. regime, you know they're going to default. Yeah, yeah. Then you start asking them for favors and you say, give us that port. Um, let our companies go in there. Let us do this. Bro, this, this is the way it is. Economic slavery yeah, but yeah. it's done in a very clever way be grateful our religion teaches us to be grateful but our religion also says that stand up for truth and justice even if it means going against yourself that's the that's the i think that's the biggest point and problem with society as a whole i feel like on both sides i feel like there's not enough people um from maybe one side who look at the negatives and the bad things that are that are thrown within their the things that they believe in so if they're right wing for whatever reason they don't look at those problems, but they're happy to look at all the cons and negativities of the, the quote-unquote left. And then the left is the same. The left will, will bypass the things, the bad things that um, those ideologies um, present, but for the right, they're quick to criticise. And I think until there's no way we're going to ever get to a, a point of society where there's equality across the board because not enough people care about other people's issues. And that's the biggest problem. I don't think... Yeah, it's just yeah, they don't care enough about people's issues. I think left and right wing still their their wings on the same bird. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So the best way I think you hit the nail on the head, which is to appreciate nuances like as as Muslims and some things we're left wing and some yeah. things we're right wing. Yeah. I'm sure as Christians you yeah. you you are as well. So this whole allegiance to one thing like you were talking about um, Lebanon as well, that certain people say, oh, because he's, that's a very shallow way of looking just because he follows our thing, therefore he's going to be correct or this or that, that we do need to get out of that mentality as well and look at things more jokingly. Oh, because this is how it is to my family or this is how it is to our culture. We need to be a bit more objective looking at this. Yeah, state. I understand this, yeah. but let's let's explore this as well. And then let's look at the holistic picture. We 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 pick and choose kind of sometimes when stuff's doing. That's probably what I'm doing here right now, which is probably ethically wrong, I guess. Um, and I think but that's very self-aware of you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is good for you to point out, and Thank that's you. healthy as well. I'll make sure I add that onto the clip. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the trailer at the start. But yeah, like like I said, we pick and choose sometimes, and when it comes to religion, that's probably the biggest downfall I feel. And I'll give you a prime example: Ramadan's around the corner. And there's a lot of females and males that suddenly the holy month of Ramadan comes through and suddenly they've put their job on. They've suddenly uh, deleted all their social media and they suddenly started to pray five times a day again. And they're suddenly religious again. I'm not saying it wasn't prior. I'm not judging the, the sisters or the brothers. But what happens is, is those things because they pick and choose that. Why do you think that is? Why, like, what is it about Ramadan that 
I know it's a holy month and I understand it's, you know, all your uh, deeds are rewarded 10 times fold and whatnot. What, I think that I hate that. That's me personally. Like, surely that makes you fake and you can't lie to the man above. So you got, you changing your way of, of living just for that month. And then after that, by the way, what they're going to do is do exactly what they're doing. Back to the shisha, take off the hijab, uh, not pray five times, or miss a few prayers here and there. Uh, and yeah, I, I, what's your views on that? If I was to re reframe this in a different way, I think your perspective would change. If somebody so. is if somebody is smoking and you know destroying their body for a whole year round, yeah, the whole year, but they're like, you know what? In January, I'm gonna make the effort. I'm gonna I'm try gonna, January. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it clean. No. One month in the year, I'm just going to keep it clean. Like some people do with their New Year's resolution. Or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You say, uh, and then he says this, like, you know what? I can only do it for January. Like it's it's hard. January gives me that motivation and that push because it's the new year. It helps me. But I can't do it anywhere else. You wouldn't say that person is so weak. He saw this. He saw that. You say, you know what? That one month it helps your body recover. It helps, you know, whatever state you're in. Brilliant. If a person does alcohol, he says, you know what, January, I just want to detox my body and I want to allow that and I want to see how I'm going to feel. Some people have no, was it? No fat November or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. These things, my bro, uh, Valentine's Day, not even Valentine's, Mother's Day or Father's Day. Oh, it's just one day in a week. I think that's sad. I think that's sad. Some people don't meet their parents at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't meet their parents at all, my yeah. bro. So for them, you're taking that one day away from them. I would say, let them have that day. But encourage them to say, or encourage them to kind of expand that a little bit. Say, how did you feel on that day when you went there? Why not do it once a month? Mm. Why not extend that? So I think Ramadan, because it's just like the good deeds are multiplied, the bad deeds are multiplied. There's all the penalties multiplied okay. as well. So if you're doing peak stuff in Ramadan, bro, that's like taking a piss. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, going yeah. to the queen's place, like don't bow and don't, 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 yeah, don't yeah, do yeah. this. And you go there flipping, start scratching your dong. Yeah, yeah. People are like, flipping egg, you get pulled away. Yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And bro, there's going to be consequences. So that month, bro, it's like, Allah understands that, look, we, we can this and that, but certain periods of the time, I mean, you have to have some self-control. Yeah, some that, discipline. Yeah. Some discipline. Like, I mean, we do this. You're not going to do weed when you're going to collect your, your, your child from the nursery. That's just dumb. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like if you, you're you going like that, but if they spot you doing that, the next day the gates lock for you, bro. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. there's going to be someone there, uh, sir, can you step aside, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those ones. Yeah. Social services. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those ones. So the thing is, my bro, there's so many different forces pulling people in different areas, like people being pulled towards intoxicants, to, to dating, to haram relationships, yeah. to materialism, individualism for one month. If a person is able to pull away from that stuff, to cut social media off when it's become like a junkie's habit, yeah. I rate my man. Yeah. I rate him going, the fact that he's able to switch off for a month, bro, my worry is with those people that can't even manage that. Okay. They can't even manage that. So if a person's able to do that, I know many people that after Ramadan, they go, you know what? Because there are some studies yeah, yeah. to suggest that yeah, if you yeah. do something for 30, 30 days, days, you can do it for the you rest can, of your life. Yeah, it can turn into a habit. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some say it's different, but there's studies to say both. So um, it's it's important that a person doesn't 
like somebody's getting up like it's taking them a while to get up and you're like bruv just stay down <laughs> what are you doing just yeah, lie yeah. down like even if it's edging forward a little bit kudos to you bro Push well them, done yeah. respect them, to you yeah, yeah. and it's not even cutting drugs that person's cut drugs alcohol the the the, the dating yeah, social yeah. media Give that guy a bloody medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was doing it beforehand, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 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 21st century, bro. Good perspective to put. Yeah, give my man a medal. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's obviously Ramadan ring. And the Tarawi, bro. Oh. God damn. They are the the night prayer. Oh, bro, yeah. that takes like 45 minutes. You're standing for 45 minutes. My knees still minutes. hurt. <laughs> bro, you're telling this guy that's on social media at home, doing yeah, yeah. all this, and now he's standing in prayer for 45 minutes? Yeah, you got to respect him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, he, he, he. Does um just quickly like random ra- random myths about Ramadan? Yeah. Does is it true that your your fast won't count if you don't pray? Uh, that's false. False. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because you hear it all the time. Yeah. Um, gargling water and brushing your teeth. Can you do that during fast? It's best to avoid it because of the risk that something can go down your throat what, to brush your teeth um the brushing the teeth if you feel that it's like really pungent and it's getting peak now and you're <laughs> de- you're, you're dealing with people then obviously you should yeah, that's, you know that's I mean? crazy i don't like that is crazy like, that is crazy <laughs> you know what i mean like, brush your teeth man like, yeah but, uh, i'm sometimes in the shower right during ramadan right and i'm showering and, you know it hits your mouth and you, and you, you subconsciously just start swallowing more like you know you're not swallowing no water but it's just like you're so scared to not swallow that you're trying to stop yourself from swallowing so you're like and you're like oh shit i may be drinking some water but even that worry bro it's like if you told your wife yeah and you're like look even when i'm out and i and i see this pretty girl and then i look away i'm like did, did i see her there's no I'm... pretty woman apart from my wife come on getting <laughs> 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 yeah, those brownie points <laughs> So when, bro, when you tell her that, that look, I, I, I see somebody and I quickly look away and then I, I get worried and then, you know, I start. What, it's your intentions. But, no, she's going to appreciate that. She's going to be like, yo, my man's so worried that, you know, he's going to, you know, that he wants to stay so loyal to me. Yeah. Bro, so that's ibadah, that's worship as well. Okay. You, get, you get rewarded for worrying that, look, I don't want anything to affect my fast. Right. So obviously it's best to avoid it. Um, use a miswak. Don't use like flavored toothpaste because obviously the flavor and stuff like that, you know, stuff can go in and it's best to be safe, but analyze the situation. And if you're unsure, just speak to your local scholar. But typically speaking, just be on the side of caution. Got a word from Smart to John, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you lots, what was you, can you like remember the first time you lots fasted and how different, how that, how that was for you? You remember like the first time you guys ever fasted, or, no, or maybe I, the mistakes you made, like maybe funny or whatever, or a story. Or something. It w- it wasn't hard because I think when I started, uh, you break fast like three p.m. I was just yeah, thinking the same thing. Was, yeah. I was very early. Okay, yeah. Um, what they did in primary school, they would during break they would lock us away. <laughs> <laughs> so what? We weren't allowed to go out, and because they were saying for our health reasons to go play outside, lose energy, your eight, nine year old, oh, okay, whatever, yeah, yeah. six year old. They don't want you to lose energy running and playing around. So during uh, uh, break, what, break time. break at lunchtime? Yeah. We'd stay in the class or go, get to go home 
and come back if we would. This was back in the days, bear in mind. Uh, now I don't know how it's changed yeah. now. Because, I, because I've been a teacher, like they will have like, let the kid go down, get some fresh air, mm. give them that option to come up if they need to. Yeah. If they want to break their fast because they're feeling lightheaded, allow them to. Yeah. So that's permissible as well. Like before the age of puberty, you, it's not obligated for you to fast. Oh. And it's based upon the day, like in dusk till dawn. So dusk till dawn, like the brother said very well, that in December time, it's very short. Like you get up, you just have breakfast, like seven o'clock, yeah. and then you break it by the time you get home, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're done. If I accidentally eat whilst I'm fasting. Accidentally eat, you're forgiven yeah. that there's a narration to say that God has fed you yeah. in that scenario. Because you needed it. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, just for me, right? Like layman here. How do you accidentally eat? So my I'll mom, give, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. So my mom, she, you know, when you're cooking, food. she doesn't taste that. She accidentally like you usually taste fish yeah. like that, like, like, mm, like good like, example. Okay, yeah, wow, yeah, brilliant. Okay, yeah. I was thinking about you fantastic. more like. <laughs> Do you like, how I was going to say something stupid. What was you going to say? I was some dumb thing like, yeah, <laughs> the water on my desk. Just drink the water. But that's brilliant, bro, because parents, they do that, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. do actually do yeah. that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Don't worry, you can do it. buy premium milk cakes you can get them on premiummilk.com these are milk cakes you get them on wide range of flavors there's 20 flavors to be exact um coming to a, a takeaway store near you um yeah i've got the ferro rocher version the one i've got here is special lotus biscoffee i'm talking about the biscoffee that we're all used to i'm indulging in it now okay texture's banging as you can see sensational Lovely flavour, as you know, you milk pop lovers are gonna love this. It's like cheating on your wife. It feels like that. It feels like something, it's like a yorty pleasure. Mmm. Right. Can't tell them all, man. Make sure you get yours at premium milk. Get some at premiummilkcakes.com. Just give me the fucking review, bro. I'm taking more bites and shit. Mm. 